Wellness Conversations is a talk show for growing better in body, mind, heart and soul. Each week we hear a story and experiences that have shaped an individual's life in a way that empowers and heals them. With the aim that in hearing their story, it helps empower and heal us too. So come and join the conversation. It's Wellness uh, Conversations time of the week again. Welcome, KC Radio audience, to uh, Wellness Conversations presented by our wellness community. And my name is Michelle Scott, and you can find me on Facebook. And for any of my guests uh, that I bring into this space, you can find out, you can connect with them uh, on Facebook at Michelle Scott On Air. So today I have, um, I'm bringing into the space uh, Xavier today, psychic medium. And uh, Xavier has been uh, on the show. Uh, you, you, you were on the show just for a little session uh, a couple of uh, months ago, Xavier, but the session is all about you. So welcome to the show. Hi, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> so, so welcome. You know that we love to talk about uh, the, the wellness and the woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> and we always start off with, as I said, uh, Xavier, psychic medium, but also, you know, you also work with uh, energy. We're going to talk, talk a little bit about theta healing and past, past lives, um, past life. Uh, healing and uh, you also do twin flame readings so let's start off with how did you get started oh okay so I've always had an interest in um well as a teenager I went and got a few readings over the years from psychics and might have gone to fairs and expos and I think that's a lot of a lot of people do the same kind of thing if you've got an interest in it um you get drawn to those kind of places and I was sort of fascinating but I didn't think that I was someone like that um yeah. but I'll to heal with my hands. I always felt like I wanted to do something hands-on. And so my, I guess my left brain told me massage was the way to go because I used to give mini massages to my parents' friends on their shoulders when they come for dinner. And they always said I had great hands and I should be a massage therapist. And so when I finally learned, after I had children, I finally got to learn massage because before then I was all about saving for a house and everything like that. Yes. And so, yeah. and so when I learned massage... That just opened up the, the whole world of the psychic stuff and, and spiritual healing and things because some of my teachers, some were sports massage therapists, but then others were way more woo-woo. <laughs> so, yeah, and that opened up my eyes a bit more and um, then I started just thinking about energy and how you need to cleanse yourself between clients and if there was even a medium doing the course with me. She used to speak, talk about how she sees spirits around her on our lunch breaks. And I thought, wow, that's so fascinating. I'd love to learn to do that. That would be so helpful to people to teach them about that. Mm. And when then I met my first mentor. Her name's Lynn Rivero. And um, I went for a reading at her house. Of course, I just happened to find her card from one of those little expos where it had a five-minute reading. This was years later. Gave wow. her a call. Went for a... Um, the treatment and then it just went from there I ended up doing some courses with her and realized when I was learning things I was actually remembering things because if you've got an interest in the spiritual it's usually because you've experienced that in another life before right okay yeah I learned to hone my skills I learned that um some things that I was learning were for me and they were really easy for me other things weren't really my thing so I didn't practice them as much but I just kept practicing and practicing and then my intuition just got stronger and stronger. That's how yeah. I start. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, and, and I love that. It's so interesting, uh, isn't it? You know, just um, uh, 
just just like everything else, you know, we get better when we practice it. So, you know, yeah, yeah the, the, the gift of working with energy and the gift of, uh, you know, having that high level, having your intuition, uh, you know, sort of vibrating at that highest level, you know, that is a practice as well. That's right. And some people will talk about, so natural born psychics, for example, I hear that a lot and people might boast about how they've been doing it since they were a child and things. But I really don't think the time has much to do with it because I know for myself, in less than a decade, I've learnt more than some people have done learnt in their whole life. Yes. Get what you're ready for. So as soon as I opened up to to that energy, I was just bombarded and learnt so much that I, I could handle it. If I couldn't handle it, I, w- it would, I know the universe would have slowed it down for me. So I just kept getting more and more information, not just through courses, but from channeling while I was working even, they showed me new things. And then yes. a week later, I would pick up a book talk, and start reading it and be talking about what I just channeled in a session for a client to confirm for me that it was that was accurate, which was just fascinating. So you're that definitely is, yeah. ready for <laughs> Yeah, I love that. That's um, I love how you just said that. You get what you are ready for. That is so, so true. And then you also just, um, you just said then that, uh, you know, all of the learning and how all of the learning, um, you know, opened up even more, even mm-hmm. more um, of, of, of your gifts and talents. And uh, you said, said then that, uh, you know, they were showing me more. So talk us through how, um, you know, I know uh, you have uh, you have a show, a psychic development show in our wellness community, and uh, and you're introducing us to, uh, you know, some of the tools that you learnt that uh, helped you to open up these uh, these mm-hmm. uh, intuitive channels within yourself. And you've talked about the clairs. So, do you see it, hear it, feel it? Oh, a few of them. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, yeah, you don't realise it because there's different clairs, and most people. You just we just give ourselves the term clairvoyance because everybody knows what that one means and that's the um you know like seeing and that's not with your physical eyes it's with your third eye so it's images that you see in your head so I do see that a lot and that's my strongest one when I'm um, doing past lives for example because I, I see I see it as a movie in my head um and I can pause rewind zoom in and things like that which is fantastic um and sometimes I just there's also claircognizance, which is one of my strong ones. That's just inner knowing. When you just know things that you probably shouldn't even know, like you haven't read about it in a book or anything like that or you didn't see it on TV, you just know something. Yes. I used to have, that was very strong when I was younger. I'd get um, older kids coming to me for advice about topics that were above my pay grade, so to speak. I was a bit younger. <laughs> um, and I just the answers would just pop in my head. Um, so that was, that's a quite a strong one, claircognizance. I don't normally hear. Some people hear things like they might hear the name being called or something like that um, or for or a warning like stop or something. I don't get that one very often. I do sometimes. But yeah. the, the smell one, I can't remember what that one's called actually, clear. Yeah, I forget that one now. I have to go back to my to my list and have a look at it. But, that you know, sometimes you might be thinking of somebody in spirit and then Definitely. you might smell their cigarette that they used to smoke or their perfume or their favourite, the chocolate cake they used to bake and then you... That's just confirming for you that, yes, they are around. That's how they, they let you know that. And so that smell, um, you're not actually smelling it with your nose, but it's a psychic impression that you are. That's yeah. how that It's not that your nose is magical. <laughs> that's just yeah. how the impression that you can smell it, yes. So, yeah, yeah. So 
and combine together help mm. you use all the senses when you're doing a reading or connecting with somebody because otherwise you might miss important things yeah absolutely oh i love uh, how this chapter is going and we're going to come uh, right back after a short break to hear more from xavier psychic medium welcome back kc radio 97.7 fm you are listening to uh, wellness conversations brought to you by our wellness community and in our wellness community uh uh, radio audience, we uh, love to bring people together and we love to bring out the best in them. So each and every week in this space, you can you can uh, expect to hear from a uh, fabulous, gifted, talented, uh, wellness, holistic, spiritual uh, practitioner and, uh, and she shares her story and her tools with us. Uh, and uh, in this session, we've got Xavier, a psychic medium. And uh, Xavier, we were just talking about uh, some of the clairs, and we know that uh, there's actually uh, so many more than uh, so many more than when I first started learning and first started down the spiritual development path. There really was only the four, as you say. Uh, but now I think there's twice as many as that. And uh, um, you know, there's so many different ways in which we can. Uh, get messages and uh, and get in touch with our intuition and our inner knowing which is yes. what you've done and and so I want to talk about because we we obviously you know talk talked uh, off air and we talked about um, uh, letter writing and and that being another way that you can manifest it's another way that you can you know feel better it's also another way that you can actually uh, explore uh, energy and change and change the energy between people and uh, you were saying that uh, you know you've done this a couple of times and uh, I want to hear I want to hear these stories because uh, the power of writing you know in positive um, psychology Xavier I just looked this up on the internet to uh, to get some more some more um, research for right uh, for the show and I came across this but I'd already heard this in our uh, positive psychology class a couple of weeks ago that expressive writing the research shows that expressive writing uh, there was a study where they uh, had two groups of people and one group of uh, people were talking to a therapist talking it through with the therapist and the other group were expressive writing so so you know they were um, writing uh, what they thought and felt and uh, the study showed at the end of of that this, the research showed that um, the group that uh, you know were expressive writing uh, had you know uh, in terms of, of therapeutic benefits you know had gained much much more and this little uh, this little story here it says that um, there's a there was a particular a, a theory in 2004 Penny Penny Baker's theory I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly which posits that expressing our deeper thoughts and feelings can result in significant health benefits in the short and long term. Studies over the past 25 years have shown that expressive writing, that is simple writing on deeper thoughts and emotional sensations, is a useful tool to alleviate both physical and psychological symptoms. And, uh, and you had, uh, you wrote a letter to your grandfather. Yes. <laughs> Tell yes. us about that. And I just want to, before I say that, yeah. that a lot of sense from the psychological aspect is very interesting because from a spiritual perspective, I would give people advice that writing it down gives it more power because yes. 
you're giving it more intention you're making it stronger so i always recommend writing things down because you get more time to process your thoughts and really think about what you're saying and what you want to say and you can go over it and change it so that's what makes it stronger um so yeah um so what i did when i was a teenager i didn't get along with my grandfather very well he was very and everybody would understand this depends on how you're brought up but he was very he was a chauvinist yeah. <laughs> very sexist and old-fashioned and um my gran would dote over him and it would drive me insane the way he behaved. Um, being a younger, you know, young teenager, yeah. brought up in this time, I thought, you know, he'd expect his cup of tea at a certain time and she'd make it and then he'd, she'd send me out to tell him it's ready. He'd come in 15 minutes later and complain that the tea was cold and then she should make him another one. And I said things like, well, how about you make it yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you were that cheeky, cheeky granddaughter, too modern for his liking, I bet. That's right. So we did it. We clashed quite a lot, and that's just one example of many, many, many. So <laughs> I had, I just got fed up, and I decided, you know, I'm going to write him a letter. And I didn't intend to give it to him. Actually, I think I thought about it, but after I read my letter back to myself, I thought, I better not give this to him. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Got <laughs> <laughs> all my thoughts out, and I don't know where it came from. I just decided I'm going to write it all down. And then I felt so much better after it because I got it all out of my system, everything I'd like to say to him, but I just felt I couldn't because I'd get in trouble and I'd hurt his feelings maybe a bit and I was a bit nasty. You know, when, when you're writing it, it's private. You know you can say whatever you want as well. Exactly, which is why it's so therapeutic. Yes, yes. And I wasn't being really mean. I was just, you know, I just thought he... But it yeah. also, you know, think about it later that, you know, he was brought up a certain way and it is sometimes hard to get out of habits, although... I do not believe that's an excuse because you can always improve and better yourself. But he yeah. didn't have his brain didn't think that way, and that's fine. That's his journey. But after I wrote it all, I, I ripped it up into many, many pieces, and I threw it away into the wind, which I don't recommend. That's littering. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you can also burn it. And ash, ash is much better compostable for the trees. So. <laughs> You can burn it, rip it up. You can even mail it in the mail or to the postie. I don't know what they do with the letters that say to my angels and things, but it's the same that they do with the ones that say to Santa, I suppose. So yeah. um, also mail it, whatever you feel is right. But what happened was the next time I was up at my grand's house, because she's there from Bendigo, the next time I was there, I saw him and he came up and had a chat to me and was like a completely different person. He was all bubbly, talking about a present he bought me, and I was just blown away he was inclusive and lovely wow and i was i remember sitting there think, standing there thinking and i was like reenacting myself after he walked off ripping up the paper and i thought i'm sure i ripped this letter up <laughs> i'm sure i did like he didn't read it. like wow um so that was a wow moment and then later on when i started learning to to grow my psychic senses letter writing and, and was a something that we learned and I thought oh my goodness I've done this before and then I remembered that so even before I knew about setting the intention I'd actually already done it so now I do it as a regular practice whenever I need to get something off my chest and I recommend it to my clients and anybody who will listen yeah. <laughs> to do this with intention because it's very very helpful and it will help you manifest things you want as well as release um it's like cutting cords it's so it's yes. a great change the energy between relationships you're not manipulating anybody as long as you don't say now we must do this or you must do that you're just putting the intention out there of what you would like to change you know yeah. think about it from a good intention it will work but if you if you write things to manipulate it's not going to work anyway so it's a waste of time yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely and uh, and then you've just reminded me of course that uh, you know 
again in positive psychology uh, part of our part of our assessments have been uh, you know we've written a gratitude letter we um, you know the the homework this week is about writing a forgiveness letter and again you don't have to give these letters to the you know the people or the person concerned but just in thinking about it writing about it and getting it out of, of, of you something happens and I love how it actually uh, spiritually, energetically, it changed the energy between you and your grandfather. That's amazing. But you've also applied, uh, I also love the story that you told um, regarding, you know, your your marriage and uh, how you, you know, you were struggling within that and you wrote another letter. And this letter, you know, tell us about that letter. Yeah, this one was more like a manifesting letter. So, yes, yeah. I I met my partner when I was 18, we'd be together, had three beautiful children. But then I started growing and changing and becoming spiritual. We just apart. And um, at 18, I didn't really know what I wanted in a partner. I sort of wanted to be swept off my feet and rescued and so I could be my own person away from my family. Um, no offence to my family. You just want to spread your wings. And I changed a lot and he didn't, which is totally okay, of course. Everyone's different. But... um. I ended up, one day I was just sitting there thinking, I'm just trudging along and settling and I wasn't internally happy. So I thought if I wrote, if I was, and it sounds terrible, I know, but if I, I thought if I write a letter, if I write a list, sorry, of if I was single right now and I'm looking for the perfect partner for me at the stage of my life right now, what attributes and personality traits would I, would I want my partner to have? Yeah. But the, my intention was that, I would help to manifest these in my husband at the time. Yes, exactly. I don't think that's terrible at all. I think that's just, uh, you know, part of growing. Yes, I did, really did want him to grow and change. But then I also, I am pretty practical at the same time, and I thought if this doesn't happen, this is my intention as I'm writing. It's all about intention. As I'm writing yes. the list, if it doesn't happen, if this, he doesn't grow and change, may the right person for me find me. So yes. it was either way because I was at the stage where whichever way it goes, I need to just follow my path and I, and I deserve to be happy. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you'd, you'd already, uh, you know, you'd done, you'd done uh, you had been down that path of trying to, uh, you know, sort it out and... Uh, yes. and, and you know. <laughs> many, many discussions. It wasn't like big fights or anything like that. It was just, um, yeah, yeah, just trying, trying to work on the marriage over the years and trying to keep that flame going and it just wasn't really happening. So it's not like yeah. it didn't fight. But the letter... I wrote a list of, and I remember there was 20 things on the letter of, of just personality tributes. It wasn't really about looks or anything like that. It's just really, it was a fl reflection of like, it was, um, it was like me really. I wanted somebody like myself that had similar values and traits. Yeah. And I wrote on there things like, I want somebody who is willing to grow and change and will think about um, things in their life and, and, and inspire me to grow because nobody's perfect. Just because I think I'm all shiny and spiritual doesn't mean I can't improve. Yeah. Um, so I wrote all things like that. And then when I looked at the list, I thought I'm going to go through and tick how many attributes of these my, my husband has. And out of 20, there was only three. Wow. So I thought, okay, that's interesting. Why am I married to somebody who's only got three things on the list? Yeah. So I decided to make it a bit of a ritual and I burnt the letter to send it off to the universe. Um, and I, because I didn't want to keep reading over it again, but I, yeah. knew, what, I knew what I wanted. So anyway... It took mm. a couple of years, but I did find my perfect partner, my twin flame, or well, he found me, I think. We both found each other. 
and um, the rest is history. So. I love it. I love it. We're going to, uh, that's a beautiful, a, beautiful, uh, a beautiful segue into a short break and we'll come back and hear some more. Welcome back to Wellness Conversations on KC Radio 97.7 FM. My name is Michelle Scott. You can find me on Facebook at Michelle Scott on Air and uh, to connect with Xavier Psychic Medium. You can uh, come to uh, either our wellness community or uh, at Michelle Scott on air to uh, connect with Xavier. So we went to, just before we went to break, we were talking about the power of expressive uh, writing, how it can, uh, you know, be very therapeutic because we can really, uh, really sort of, you know, get our, our innermost thoughts and feelings out of, uh, out on paper. We don't need to give it to anybody, but just in, just in doing that and letting it go, uh, you know, it changes us. And Xavier also talked about letter writing from the spiritual perspective where you can actually change the energy between individuals and also how you can do the letter writing or do a little list for goal setting and manifesting and how uh, Xavier manifested. And what happened, what happened when you did that too, Xavier, was that, as you said, it helped you to write out a list of, of where you're at now and what you need now, what you want now, what you deserve and desire now. Mm -hmm. It helped you to to see that where you were at, you know, the partner that you were with, and there's someone for everybody. And, you know, for some of us, there's many somebodies. <laughs> um, but it helped you to see that, you know, you, you had outgrown the relationship you were in and then, you know, how awesome that uh, that list and that intention went out to the universe and actually a couple of years later attracted your twin flame did you want to give us a little a little spiel about uh quickly about twin flame what that is oh yes i can because some people are thinking what on earth is that or you might have heard of it before um so twin flames um yeah, it's a bit complicated but it's pretty woo woo but um not everybody has a twin flame there's a certain amount um that was sort of created because we have we decided to challenge ourselves way back when we were first created, maybe during our first life, we decided to separate. So the twin flames are two parts of the same soul. Um, and so the challenge is to keep trying to find each other in every life and learning lots of lessons along the way because when you do eventually come back together properly as a united couple, you are much more powerful together because the same soul is in the same area, um, like you're together. And so you're, you're just stronger with each other. Mm. Um, and your, your energy and um, intuition, everything is just grow, grow stronger. So the reason you've got to go through all the challenges, though, is because to really get to your best self, your divine masculine and divine feminine, and that's what the twin flames are, the counterparts, the op like, you're like mirrors but opposites of each other, where you complement each other but also have similarities at the same time. Um, yeah, Fantastic, so okay. And as you said, yeah, that's, uh, that's probably... That's probably about much more woo-woo than, uh, than we're used to on our Wellness Conversations talk show. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> and and we, might, uh, we might lead from there, Xavier. As you said, uh, you mentioned challenges. So I wonder what, um, you know, what are some of the lessons that you've learned? What are some of the challenges, actually, and the lessons you've learned, uh, you know, on the way with your spiritual development and on this spiritual path? So we'll just talk about this life then, okay. <laughs> in this life, um, yeah, lots of challenges, trusting my own intuition. When I first started learning, and this is a challenge for so many people, and this is what I help 
um, my clients with now, especially when I'm doing mentorship yes. and teaching other people to grow their psychic abilities, is, is the learning the difference between your imagination and your intuition. Because when you start developing your third eye, you often think, no, you question everything you see in your head because you think, I oh, could I did I think of that myself or is it because I already know this person or I know what they're going through that I, that came popped into my head just learning is that in my imagination or is that my intuition so I had to really learn the difference between that yeah and how to tell the difference and, and now I know that most 99% is channeled intuition anyway it's not my imagination and that so that's a big tip for everybody you think it's your imagination but it's not it's it's intuition so um that was a big lesson yeah as well Learning to interpret. Some things wouldn't, the universe doesn't always show you things in black and white really obvious. And I have a little quick example for you. I saw my brother and sister-in-law and I was doing a mini reading for them in the earlier days when I was first starting. And then I saw a vision in my head of my sister-in-law holding a baby on their wedding day. And they were engaged and planning to get married. And I said, oh, you might already have a baby then. And they're like, oh, 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 no, we, you know, we want to wait a bit longer than that. <laughs> so... First of all, I thought, well, maybe I got shown that to give them a bit of a heads up that if they're not careful, they might have a baby on their wedding day already. So that way they'd be more careful. Yeah. Um, so that was that. Or um, but what I did learn, though, is I found out that they were pregnant on their wedding day and didn't know yet. So by the time the wedding did come around. So what happened was the symbology I was showing, instead of them showing me her pregnant on a wedding day, they showed me her holding a baby. So I should have asked more questions. I should have asked in my head instead of just guessing what the symbol meant. Yeah. I learned to ask, is that meaning that they're going to have a baby? Does it mean they'll be pregnant? Does it mean there's a baby coming soon? Or is a baby even there? So is it someone else's baby they're using as a flower girl or something? So I learned to ask more questions and not just assume things. Yes, yeah. It was yeah. a lesson too in my development. But then I also, another big one I learned is to be authentic because when I first started doing this, I'd be sitting at a table talking to people about opinions, about they might have talk, talked about something, and I would have an opinion from a spiritual perspective, but I'd be too afraid to share it because I would think, they'd think I'm a bit crazy. Mm. And so I really worried about other people's opinions. And as soon as I started being authentic and always being myself and not caring what other people think, which is one of my favourite quotes around that, um, yeah. then my ability grew and I became better at my job and I started attracting more clients soon as I was being more me and I stopped having issues with my throat darker as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah the, quote that, uh, the quote that you gave me as one of your uh, favourites was uh, by Eleanor Roosevelt and it was, uh, what other people think of me is none of my business. Yes, it's, I yeah. live by that. I teach yeah. that one to my children too, especially because some of them are teenagers and they all get hung up on what other people think. So. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, uh, it's really something that uh, runs, um, you know, runs right through uh, our, our society, you know, um, putting too much store in what other people think, say, do, and, uh, and then it ends up uh, holding us back. So that's absolutely uh, terrific. Some of the uh, lessons, some of the challenges that you have found on your, that you have found, you know, developing your gifts and talents and, uh, becoming more skilled in what you do was uh, learning how to trust your intuition and being less concerned with uh, what others think say do and 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 really being more uh, in your authenticity and 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 your intention has really helped to um, uh, speed your journey along. Sure has. 
Yeah, wonderful. Okay, we're going to be right back uh, after the break and uh, and we'll talk uh, a little bit more with uh, Xavier Psychic Medium. Welcome back, Casey Radio 97.7 FM. This is Wellness Conversations brought to you by our wellness community. And uh, we've got Xavier with us, Psychic Medium. And um, Xavier, we've been talking, we've talked about a, a, you know, we've talked about a few different things in this session. It's been very, very full with um you know the spiritual development path and how to uh, get in touch with your intuition how to you know develop from the inside out so that uh, uh we can do better in life and i thought we might end our um fabulous informative uh, insightful session talking about theta healing what is theta healing and we should point out that you know as you said you've also got uh, massage you you do readings, you do past, you know, past life healing. But uh, theta healing is also really interesting because theta points to, uh, you know, um, that sleep cycle, doesn't it? Yes, it's like it's the area between um, sleep and meditation kind of thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> the theta waves, you think people have heard of theta, um, theta. Yeah, so it's, it's about going into a different um, consciousness to, um, to do this type of healing. So... It is also a little bit woo-woo um, to some people. When we, there's a lot of talking within theta healing, and I'm, I close my eyes and I need to physically see the changes happening in the other person. So it's very, um, very much clairvoyant. You're very much tuning in. So yeah. I go into state and I connect with the person opposite me. So what theta healing can do, it depends on the issue. There's lots of different words I would say to do the activations. Um, but I can clear negative beliefs and replace them with new feelings, which is really important because if you just clear the negative beliefs, like, this, you know, the negative self-talk, the things we say about ourselves or our capabilities, yeah. clear them and then put new feelings in to help counteract those and it just changes your energy completely. It's amazing. You can also assist with DNA activations and healing that is meant to be healed. So I can actually visualise and see the DNA strands and see if things are being passed down from generation or if they're just something that can be healed. So we actually go into the DNA and everything. Um, wow. Can balance chakras in a quicker way with theatre healing as well. Connect with your guardian angel and give you messages. Um, and one of my favourites is a very popular part of theatre healing people love to do. They give me a list of people's names that they feel we need to disconnect them from their soul contracts that they no longer need to help you move on. So that helps you um, just because we make contracts with people before we come here mm. and this helps with the lessons are already learned and you don't need to have that connection to say your ex or to some ex-boss who's been, you know, if you think about if you went to a party and there was going to be certain people there and you think, oh, gosh, I don't want to be in the same room as them, they're the kinds of people I could help disconnect you from the soul and you return some of your soul fragments back to them that, that you've been holding in theirs all this time because you have physical interactions with them. And you feel more complete and feel more yourself, and so do they. So it separates you so you don't have their energy around you anymore. It's very, um, very effective. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot more, but it's a really interesting modality yeah. to have, and I include it in my intuitive healing sessions sometimes, depending on what the client needs, what their higher self tells me they need the most. Yeah, fantastic. And is it, um, Xavier, is it, uh, is it hands-on? It can, yes, um, it depends. I can do it online, which is great. At the moment, everything has to be online, so I can do it online. But in person, I'd often be, I'd be sitting in front of the client holding their hands um, and my knees actually need to be on the outside of yours so you're in my energy and protected. 
So I do the same effect online, but otherwise in person, yes, it is it is hands on. Fantastic! Wow. Yeah, yeah. As you say, it's um, you know, there's um, yeah, I love it. I love all these uh, all these different uh, alternative healing uh, modalities. There's uh, you know, really working with energy and then working at that uh, subconscious, unconscious level with theta healing, and um, that's terrific. Really helping to break patterns and programs and cycles that uh, are holding you back, either from a past life or this life, or you know, it could be as you said generational and uh, you know passed down through um uh through family yes yes Lots yeah of very very uh, interesting stuff and xavier i thought we might uh, end with because we do have uh, you know a global pandemic because we do uh, we are all experiencing covid together but uh, experiencing it also in our own individual uh, ways i thought uh, Let's sort of end the session with some COVID uh, coping strategies. I know for you, did you say that you've sort of just turned off the, the news you're listening to, you know, what you need to know and uh, leaving all the negativity behind? What, uh, how are you coping? Because you've got children as well between you and your, um, your partner. You've got six. Is it six? Yes, we have three each. So now we've got three. We've both got three. The Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, the Brady Bunch. And there's three girls and three boys and everything. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so... We yeah, definitely don't listen to the news. Um, don't even listen to the updates that we're sick of hearing the same voice every day. Um, <laughs> don't listen to them because somebody will share them if there's any rules have changed. We, sure. need, we need to know. So because you feel all the negative energy and the anger and frustration and um, disappointment and all those things, so don't need to feel that. So we just stay away from the news. Um, yeah, that way we also yeah. I feel like you, they only show you certain things too. It's not all open and honest as it can be. So I prefer just to use my own intuition about things um, and just doing things that bring us joy and focusing on the good because a lot of people are only thinking about what they're missing out on and what they're lacking at the moment because of the restriction. Yeah. So I like to definitely focus only on what I'm grateful for and what is good every day. Excellent. I attract more of the same. So it's excellent. I love it. Gratitude and... Uh and an appreciation yes yes and then and good things are happening i keep noticing you know good things are happening and surprises are happening so yes. if you think focus on the good stuff you will attract more good and it's tricky it's a hard habit to get into and i still go backwards sometimes and i preach this so if you can try every day if you, if you find yourself having a negative thought or feeling just try to cancel it out with the two good ones maybe one to balance it out and an extra one on top of it just yeah. to try to change that energy up and see what happens. Just try it for a week and see how different your life is. Yeah, that's a really good, uh, that's actually great that you said that, um, Xavier, because again, going back to uh, positive psychology and what I'm learning in that space, uh, mm -hmm. it is definitely in terms of positive emotions and, uh, you know, which, which has been proven through many, many studies to, uh, uh, you know, and, and not that negative emotions are bad, but the way that we deal with negative emotions can be negative, you know, instead of dealing with negative emotions positively, but the ratio is three mm -hmm. to one. That, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to, to be in that state of positive emotions does mean that uh, we need to have, you know, three to, uh, to three positive um, uh, actions, if you like, to, uh, to every negative. Oh, well, there you go. My example was perfect then, wasn't it? Perfect. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. And, you know, I know that you have children and, and so are you homeschooling them? Yes, yes. We don't. Once a week we have all six of them for a home learning day. So that's great fun because they range from year eight to down to grade two. 
So <laughs> it's a bit of us. Um, we're all got different headphones on and trying to balance different zooms at different times. But they they do their own thing. But we have to step in and help the younger ones. Yeah. What and it can get a bit crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, we make sure they all have a big break in the middle of the day if we can. Not not exactly adhering to the school times, just to get them off the screen so they're not yes. looking at them and, and get outside, ride their scooters, play across the road. We go and kick the ball with them and, and things. Um, it probably looks like we're all mingling with other people because such a big family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Haven't had anyone tell us off yet, but that's all right. We just tell them it's okay. We're just one big family. <laughs> yes, yes. And so but your tip for parents that might be, you know, stressing and struggling out there, would it be that, uh, you know, do what you need to do as part of the uh, curriculum, but uh, find your own way as a family to do yeah. it throughout the day? Yeah, like I, I started, I must admit, I did try to start keeping to the to timelines and everything so they keep the routine, but it's been going on long enough that I think the routine can just go out the window. Do whatever works right for you, for your own yes. sanity. If the time frames and having the little breaks, especially if you've got multiple children doing different classes, if it doesn't fit in with your life, you know, make it work for you, not the other way around. So it's yeah. got to, if you're happy, everything else flows. You know, It put does. And the kids will fit in and have their time and you won't go you're so insane. Yeah. Otherwise, I've had mornings where I've been in my dressing gown and realised it's lunchtime and I'm still not even dressed. So <laughs> who cares anyway? Just do what it's in with you. Exactly. Still be exercising as well and the kids might swap their classes around and do PE when I do my exercise too. So we're doing it together if we can. So. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Excellent. I think that uh, those coping strategies are uh, absolutely uh, super duper. And, uh, and should really, you know, if anyone is uh, struggling out there, there are plenty of uh, resources available. Please reach out, uh, you know, if you are struggling and, uh, you know, there will be someone reaching back for you as well. So thank you to Xavier for coming, uh, coming into uh, Wellness Conversations and, uh, and sharing a little bit of your story and, uh, and some of your tools for uh, spiritual development and, uh, you know, for uh, just uh, being happier. Being happy in life. Yes, very optimistic. Yes, it is. Very optimistic. Xavier. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And to uh, Casey Radio uh, audience, we'll see you again next Tuesday, 3 to 4 p.m. for Wellness Conversations.